Tonight at, at Ground Zero Meetings, we'll be continuing with our alphabet series, and tonight's letter is W, which is warfare. You know, we uh, we go through more warfare than we realize. You know, and a lot of times we just kind of take it, you know, it, in a sense that, you know, as the ocean slams into the shore, you know, we we just let life come slamming into us. And we don't really realize, you know, how to war in the spirit, you know, how to use our word, which is the sword of the Lord, how to use prayers, you know, because our weapons are not carnal, but they're spiritual in nature, you know, and, you know, we kind of just kind of ho-hum it, you know, to life experiences and circumstances, trials that, that come our way. You know, and it's so important that we learn how to war. War against things going on in our family. War against things that are happening with our children. War against things that are happening in our finances. You know, and and warfare is a a very important piece to us gaining ground. You know, and not always are we warring against the enemy. You know, I... I've been doing this a while, and, and I hear the enemy get blamed for a lot of things that the enemy has really no part in. You know, that the devil made me do it. You know, theology. And to be honest, um, I don't think the enemy really bothers too much with most of us because we're not really making a big difference in the kingdom of, of darkness, you know, and, and really trying to bring people out, you know, that, you know, yes, we are trying to get free. And, you know, he, you know, has the ability to whisper into our ears, you know, and and create a lot of things, you know, in our minds to happen. You know, I'm not saying that he's not at play, but I think that we give him far more credit, which glorifies him in our life more than we give credit to God for what he's been doing in our lives to set us free. You know, that that we do have a sin nature. You know, Paul writes about it in Romans 7 that why do I keep doing the things that I don't want to do and why can't I do the things that I want to do? You know, it's our sin nature. And a lot of the times that our sin nature is at play in our life, we're blaming the enemy. And really it's just areas in our own lives that have yet to be surrendered to the will of God. You know, that we have have yet to really release control to some of these areas to, you know, to the Lord that we're still trying to manage these areas in our own life and we don't want to release control. So therefore our flesh wins, you know, that we, we don't know who we are in Christ so that there's this double mindedness that, that James talks about that we're at war in our minds. You know, I, I want to do the right thing. I want to do the wrong thing, you know, and we have yet to really, you know, wholeheartedly put our mind on Christ. You know, that Joyce Meyer wrote a book called The Battlefield of the Mind because there's this all this stuff that goes on in our heads. You know, a long time ago, you know, God showed me, you know, this scripture and it, and it really made a lot of sense to me in the sense that, you know, Psalm 23 is, as I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I fear no evil because thou art with me. You know, and, and you know, the Valley of the Shadow of Death was a real place. You know, it was a place that battle took place. You know, there was a lot of people that died in that valley. You know, so there was like this eerie sense 
you know, that they knew what that was. It, so people would walk around it. So as you walk through it, you know, it would just be this overwhelming sense that there was a lot of death. You know, and um, a lot of times we have these value of the shadow of death. So, you know, going home to our, you know, family can be a value of the shadow of death. You know, going to our workplace, going through the neighborhood can be this value of the shadow of death. That All this fear starts to take place. But for me, the, the worst value of the shadow of death that I've had to face is the valley between my ears. You know, and, you know, I have all this doom and gloom that goes on this depression all this insecurity you know all this worthlessness and all these things that that have been warring in my mind since I was a little kid you know and I have to learn to use the word of God the sword of the Lord to begin to combat against things that are going on in my mind that my mind must be renewed according to the word of God you know that there's you know all of this you know battle type scriptures you know we put on the helmet of our salvation. You know, Ephesians 6, you know, 10 through 19 gives us the armor of God, you know, so that there's this spiritual battle going on around us, you know. And we need to use Scripture in our prayers. You know, that Second <clears throat> Corinthians 10, you know, talks about pulling down strongholds and not battling, you know, carnally and that we battle spiritually and that we need to arrest every thought and bring it back to the obedience of Christ. You know, so as we're warring spiritually, you know, we're learning how to pray. Pray. You know, it's not scriptural, but it's a, you know, I've heard it, you know, talked about in that our our prayers are arrows against the enemy. Just as the, air, you know, enemy throws fiery darts at us, that we have the ability to pray back at him, you know, and shoot arrows at him in prayer. You know, that it's important that we learn to pray. You know, this is one of our our greatest abilities to have warfare. You know, and the more we pray about areas that we see things begin to shift. You know, we've complained about areas and we've watched things shift negatively. And we're like, see, see, you know, and, and to me, when I worry or I complain, it's really negative prayer. You know, and we have to learn that we need to stop speaking that negativity or that death over our own circumstances, you know, and we need to speak life, you know, and it, it doesn't mean that we can just go around name it and then claiming it, you know, but the truth of the matter is, is the more that we pray about things and turn things over to the Lord, that we watch his hands begin to move, you know, and God showed me a long time ago that the more I pray specifically about situations, that when things begin to shift, that these specifics begin to get answered, and I know that God did it, where the enemy will come in in a vague prayer and will try to find coincidences, and we don't give credit to God, you know, and we don't see with confidence that our prayers work, you know, and it's so important that we we pray specifically, but yet we release the will to God. In the sense that he answers prayers in his timing, in his way, in his will, you know, but we still come before him. You know, he, his word tells us that we, we have not because we ask not. You know, that does not mean that everything that I ask for that I'll receive, but, you know, his word tells me that if I pray according to his will, 
that he gives me the desires of his heart, of, you know, of my heart, because my heart begins to be aligned with Jesus. And the more that my heart is aligned with Jesus, you know, I begin to have war in, within my flesh that I'm submitting myself, you know, denying my flesh as I'm basically at my spirit and my soul are at war, that I'm trying to submit myself to the will of God. You know, discipline is warfare. You know, how many times do we, we not want to do what we know we need to do and we really have to force ourselves to do the right thing, to pay that bill, to go to the gym, to not eat that donut, you know, and, and we go around and around at war with ourselves. So it's so important that we, we learn to pray scripture, you know, that I've turned, you know, that body armor into a prayer. You know, I put it on head to toe, you know, in a sense that I put on the helmet of salvation to protect my mind. I put on the breastplate of righteousness to protect my heart. I put on the belt of truth to protect me from lust. I put on the boots of peace so that wherever I go, I may be in peace and share the gospel. That I raise my shield of faith to protect me from the attacks of Satan. That I wield the sword of the Lord, the word of God, to come against all deception, all lies, all tricks, all traps, all you know, any scheme that the enemy might have for me that I can see through it because I know the truth and the truth is, is setting me free because I'm aligning myself with that truth and I'm living by the truth that in John eight thirty one it talks about, you know, Jesus is telling the disciples that you will know my teachings and then that teachings will set you free when you live by them. You know, and that's where we get the, if you know the truth, the truth will set you free scripture. But so often we only quote half the verse, you know, and that's important, too, that you don't go to to battle with half a sword. You know, you don't go to battle with half a shield. You know, it's important that we begin to know scripture because scripture is our, our weapon, you know, and we have to learn how to, to take situations like in our finances and say, you know what, Lord, I'm going to begin to speak your word, you know, over my finances and I'm going to begin to, to get myself out of debt, you know, and I start to pray and I start to discipline myself and I start to, to put money where it's supposed to go and I start to watch how God begins to shift things that I could not shift. All of a sudden, there's more money in my check this week. How did that happen? Well, this got adjusted and that got adjusted and, you know, somehow we had a tax break and somehow this happened and somehow you know, things are moving and all of a sudden I got a raise that I didn't know about. And it's like, how is this happening? It's because I'm praying. You know, I've seen God move in my life, in my finances, in amazing ways. And at the end of the day, I'm like, I don't know how I was able to pay all those things. You know, it's because I try to live according to what God's word is telling me to live. You know, it's so important that we, we realize that there's all these areas in our lives that need to be adjusted. And they don't become adjusted easily. You know, there's always a fight. You know, how many times do we, you know, hear God ask us to do something or tell us to do something or tell us not to do something. And there's instantly a fight that goes on inside of us. And we don't want to do it his way. You know, and... I've had a few, you know, screaming matches with him and being, I don't want to do this. And he's like, well, fine, don't. And But he doesn't let up. He doesn't let that thing go. He just, like, sets it there on the shelf and we can't get past it. You know, and he's like, 
you know, and then we're like, well, I, I want to do this now. And he's like, well, you can do that, but you got to do this first. Now like, I don't want to do that. Well, then you can't have this, you know, and he, and he's like, well, are you going to do it my way or are you going to do it your way? And he sits back and he waits for us. And a lot of times we're at war with God because we won't go to war with our flesh. And it has nothing to do with the enemy. And the enemy just sits, sits back and going, you're doing a great job without me. You know, and he's like rooting us on to do whatever our flesh is asking us to do. And he really isn't in a part of it. Although we give him credit and he's like, I'll take that. You know, blame me all you want. You know, you're glorifying me through these struggles. You know, so it's important that we know who we are in scripture. That the Bible calls us to be warriors. You know, that, that we're spiritual warriors. That we carry a sword. That we put on armor. You know that, and we also have to realize that that we may go through trials, we may go through circumstances that are out of our control. But once again, if we we begin to quote scripture, that no weapon formed against us shall prosper. So even when the enemy tries to come at us, if we stick to what Jesus is asking us to do, and we begin to proclaim the word over our lives, every little scam and scheme and treacherous thing that the enemy is up to, that it doesn't prevail. You know, we may go through a, a valley, we may go through a, a situation, we may go through a trial, we may go through a tribulation, but through it, our character is strengthened, you know, and we realize that if we trust God through these things, that he's making us stronger, even when we're like, why God, why is this happening to me, why can't it be different, why does this have to happen, why does that have to happen, why can't this be this way, and he's like, trust me. Trust me, and one of the greatest weapons that we have is our faith, you know, and, and putting things into his hands and, and trusting that his way is, is going to work out. Now, we may not always know what's going on, you know, and sometimes faith seems like it's walking through the dark, you know, and we're like, God, I know you're there, but I'm not hearing you lately. I'm not feeling you lately. You know, your word is telling me to do this, or your word is telling me to not do that, but yet I don't know where you went. You know, I don't know what's going on. I feel all alone. You know, and part of warfare, you know, is learning to walk with him, even though we don't have all those experiential things going on. You know, one way that, you know, I was taught is that the, you know, the teacher is always silent during the test. You know, and <clears throat> but testing is important. You know, although, <clears throat> although we don't really prefer tests, you know, I, I know in high school I did not like tests at all. You know, I would get nervous before a test. You know, it didn't matter how much I studied or didn't study. You know, it, you know, you put the test in front of me and all of a sudden I get this anxiety and all this stuff going on inside of me. But tests are important. How many of us have ever flown on an airplane and real happy that the, the pilot passed his test? You know, that, you know. The people on the on the on the streets driving cars can't say all of them have passed tests, but most of them have passed tests. You know, and it's important that you know we have these tests, you know, these checks and balances that you know people are you know doing what they need to be doing to to achieve their certain levels of things, and you know we have to be doing what we're supposed to be doing to achieve what God is is calling us to. You know, and, and there's this warfare that goes on around us, you know, so it's important to learn how to war. You know, if we have an area in our life that is out of control, 
you know, our sin nature is getting the best of us. We need to figure out what scripture says about that so that we can really begin to, you know, to proclaim what God says about said thing. You know, so often we're trying to do things in our own willpower and we find that we're not getting freedom. You know, and we find that we're going around and around and around in an area because we're still trying to do it our way. Even though we know that I'm not supposed to do something or I am supposed to do something, I'm still doing it my way. I'm not necessarily doing it God's way. You know, and the more I learn about these things in Scripture, it gives me the ability to go to war with whatever that is. You know, it's so important that we are using the word. It's so important that even if you're Googling something, you know, what does it say about this? You know, and you Google it, you know, at least it gives you a, a basis of certain scriptures and where to look and how to study about certain things. You know, if you're to hand me a Bible and say, all right, read the whole thing and then figure out how to overcome, you know, fear, you know, I'm going to be like, it's very overwhelming, you know, but if I Google the scriptures about fear, you know, I'm going to have a list, you know, and, you know, at least I can, you know, begin to, to look at certain scriptures and, 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 and study them and pray them. And it gives me, you know, a strategic battle plan per se. You know, there was a book written a long time ago called The Art of War. You know, and one of the main principles, you know, in there is to know our own weaknesses. If I know my own weakness when the enemy tries to come at me, rather than always, you know, forcing my strength, if I can defend my weaknesses, that's a double strength. You know, and some of us have weaknesses in this area or that area. You know, and it's important that we have accountability, you know, so that I'm going to war with somebody else. You know, Ecclesiastes 4.9, it's a scripture I use all the time that, you know, if I try to, you know, to battle with the enemy by myself, I get defeated. You know, but two people can fight back to back, but three people interwoven like a cord can hardly be broken. You know, there's all of these scriptures they have these battles and wars and, and fights that are taking place. And it's important that we recognize that we're in this fight. You know, that, yes, you know, we've accepted the Lord and Jesus is, you know, you know, taken upon our sin. But, you know, we're still in this fight until that day that we go home, you know, that we're working out our salvation with fear and trembling. Yes, I'm saved, but yet I'm in the process of becoming more sanctified, which is, you know, Jesus in me, you know, healing me from the inside out, but I'm at war with my flesh because I can stay stuck in a certain area and not get breakthrough because I'm not willing to lay that thing down and, and realize that there's a war going on and I have to fight myself, my flesh, my addictions, whatever it might be, you know, and the more I go to war against myself, in this way, it gives me the strength to, to proclaim scripture over my life and begin to walk in, in freedom that I can't just do on my own. You know, and there's different ways that we can war. You know, accountability is warfare. Scripture is warfare. Prayer is warfare. Another aspect for me is worship is warfare. You know, there's so often that in the past, 
you know, before I get saved, if I'm depressed, I know exactly what song to play. If I'm angry, I know exactly what song to play. Why? Because I'm feeding my depression, my sadness, my my anger. I'm feeding something, you know. So when I go through trials today, you know, I choose not to listen to my angry music or my sad music or whatever type of music, you know, I need to get ready for the club. So I put in the right, you know, songs, you know, I'm not trying to do that today. You know what I mean? I'm trying to, to connect to Jesus. So when I go through things, you know, I put on worship, you know, and I try to get before God and, and turn over the battle that's going on inside of my emotions, the battle that's going on inside of my head. I'm allowing scripture. I'm allowing worship to begin to reign over me because I believe that if I allow God into that moment, that I will have more victory than I will trying to do it my own way or allow my flesh to begin to take me wherever it wants to take me. You know, that, you know, I used to have all sorts of different music that I could listen to to keep me in certain moods. You know, I, I need to listen to this song and we'd break out the old book of CDs. Who knows what I'm talking about? We, we'd flip through the, the folder of CDs and pull out the CD and be like, Oh, I need to listen to track or, you know, song number eight, you know, like and that song played and all of a sudden I'm angry or I'm sad. And you know, I'm like, oh, you know, I'm screaming lyrics or I'm crying, you know, and it's like, you know, we, we're going through a breakup and we can listen to the music that's woes is meases, you know, and, We've all done it. You know, I did it. You know, so when I got saved, you know, God started really dealing with my music. And, you know, I had a lot of music that was angry and depressive, talked about women inappropriately, talked about drugs and alcohol, you know, and there was a war going on, you know, and I realized as I got rid of a lot of that music that I also got rid of a lot of my ex-girlfriends, you know, like that I'm throwing that music in the trash and I'm throwing all these memories to these girls in the trash too because every time I'd play certain CDs, I'd be thinking about a certain girl. I'd be thinking about a certain circumstance. I'd allow depression to be, you know, bubbled up inside of me. You know, and as I started listening to more worship music and different types of Christian music, you know, I started putting Jesus in that moment and it started helping to heal my heart and my mind. You know, I've also learned that there's many different genres to Christian music. You know, you can listen to hip-hop, to hardcore, to heavy metal, to worship music, to, to indie music, to jazz music. There's all sorts. But whatever your style of, of, you know, secular music, there's probably the exact same thing in Christian music. You just got to go looking for it. You know, for me, I can't listen to Christian radio because I didn't listen to pop when I was unsaved. And I'm certainly not going to let Jesus make me listen to pop now. So... Christian radios to me are awful. I literally cannot listen to it. You know, if somebody else is playing it, I can tolerate it. I can turn it off because my brain instantly has a war going on inside of me. Like this music is driving me insane. You know, and everybody has that, that taste of music, you know, that, you know, I like this or I like that. And this is this and this is that, you know, and, um, you know, we have our own flavors. And for me, you know, most of the music I listen to today, you're not going to find on a radio station. But everything I listen to is all Christian because I, I've sought out my genres, my tastes, you know, because I want to bring the word of God. I want to bring people singing about God into my mind and into my heart all throughout the day. 
you know, and this is something that, you know, is a conviction of mine, you know, and I have found that it's been an important piece to my puzzle and my warfare is, you know, the music that I listen to. Now, you know, I'm not trying to be too much on my own soapbox up here with it. You know, you have to make your own choices. But, you know, as I began to worship, there was a lot of warfare that began to shift in my life, you know. And I started to see how even when I would put in that genre of angry, screaming music, but they're screaming about Jesus, it would change my mood from angry or depressed into like, yeah, you know, and, you know, I still listen to, you know, hardcore bands still to this day, you know, and, um, you know, I enjoy that type of music, you know, but the message is different, you know, so it's, it's learning to find you know, what, what works for you, you know, and, you know, get us out of the moods that we're in, get us out of our flesh because, you know, things happen in our lives, you know, trials happen and, and memories and emotions start to flood the system, you know, and what, you know, I've been taught, you know, through my time going to, you know, Alcoholics Anonymous is that my feelings aren't facts and that emotions lie, you know, so, the enemy tries to get in there and starts poking at emotions and starts getting me in the feels, you know, and my feelings start to rise up, you know, and I start to overthink and I start to project and everybody's out to get me and I get angry, you know, and this isn't going to work out and that's not going to work out and I'm not going to have this. And, there, and all of a sudden, I'm not in today anymore. I'm out in tomorrow and the day after that and the day after that. And I have no control over that stuff. But I'm losing a battle that hasn't happened yet. Rather than being in the moment and and being conscious of the battle that I'm in and saying, I just have to trust God in that. I have to trust God in my finances. I have to trust God in, in my situation. And that's easier said than done. You know, I think, honestly, one of the, the hardest slogans that I've heard and, and still have to practice is let go and let God. You know, because letting go means I'm... I'm releasing control. And most of us, all of us, want to be in control. You know, we're a group of control freaks. You know, and we want it to be the way we want it to be. I want what I want when I want it. You know, so letting God have control means that I'm out of control. And that means my emotions peak. You know, and and learning to control my emotion and bring that back. And, you know, as I, I said earlier in Second Corinthians 10, 6, is the, or 10, 5, I, I rest my thoughts. I bring every thought back to the obedience of Christ. So if I have thinking that's getting me out of control and my emotions are starting to peak and my anger is starting to go and, you know, I'm getting depressed or I'm getting freaked out and my anxiety is starting to run, you know, I need to find these scriptures that are going to be able to, to have you know, are my weapons against the war of my emotion. You know, that if I have anxiety that, you know, I, I start to quote different scriptures that if I worry about the worries of tomorrow because the worries of today are enough, that seek first the kingdom of God and all righteousness and all will be added unto us. You know, Matthew 6 you know, or Philippians 4 is that be anxious for nothing, pray about everything and a peace beyond understanding will come. You know, and we begin to use scripture as our warfare rather than I'll just figure it out or I'll handle it or going through it. You know, we begin to recognize what's going on 
on the depths of who we are and realize that I'm at war and I'm going to use my sword, my weapon, you know, to, to begin to, to figure things out, you know, and, you know, it's so important that we recognize that sometimes the enemy does come after us in certain ways. And it's like, it just seems like attack after attack after attack. And it's like, some of it's our own making, some of it's our own decisions. So we've opened doors and some of it's the enemy's trying to trip us up, you know, and we need to recognize what that is, you know, as Jesus did. And he said, Satan, get behind me, you know, and he began to quote scripture, you know, but the, the key to that scripture to me is that if I tell Satan to get behind me and I'm not following Jesus, that my feet aren't following Jesus, that I haven't moved. So I may tell Satan to get behind me and all I did was turn my back on him. He's still standing right behind me whispering in my ear because I have yet to put any distance between me and the enemy. You know, so it's so important that I may recognize the enemy and I say get behind me, but I need to start stepping and follow Jesus so I leave him in my dust. You see what I'm saying? So there's a component of action that I recognize, I turn from sin, I turn from temptation, I turn from his voice, I turn from his condemnation, I turn towards Jesus. You know, we see this in, in James 4, you know, 7, is that I resist the enemy, I submit to God, and the enemy will begin to flee. Why? Because I'm following Jesus. He's like, ah, I lost him there. I'm losing the battle. So he, he waits for an opportune time. He may come back in the same area that we're trying to, to have victory in, you know, as he did to Jesus. You know, he tempted Jesus in the, in the, in the desert and he tried to, to twist scripture and, and Jesus knew it because that's his sword. That's who he is. He's the word of God. And he began to, you know, just speak. That's, that's not what, he, that's not what scripture says. It says this. It is written. So it's so important that we know what God says in these areas. And after he's tempted us for a little while, he he realizes that we're not giving in, and he and he releases, you know, the temptations or whatever because we've submitted to God, and, and God wins the war once again. So we have all these mini battles in the giant war, but yet, like as I was saying last week, that we battle from victory. You know, there's victory in our life because of what Christ has done. So it's so important that we recognize that Jesus in every situation. You know, that something God showed me a long time ago is Jesus is the answer. We just got to figure out the question. You know, so what's going on right now? I don't know. All right. And I figure out the emotional battle. I figure out the confusion. I figure out the lesson. And I try to figure out what Jesus says about those things. I figure out what the word says about those things. And then I try to apply that or speak that over my life. And it gives me the victories that prolong me towards you know, winning these battles against my flesh and against the enemy. So it's so, so important that we learn how to war in our life, that we don't just become Christians and go to church on the weekend. You know, if we're not learning how to wield our sword, we're losing a lot of battles from Sunday to Sunday. You know, and yeah, we may be going to heaven, but yet we're not living victorious. So we're struggling each and every week that there's this new catastrophe that happens in our lives. You know, there's this, you know, overwhelming depression, overwhelming fear. You know, I don't know where I'm going. I feel like I'm lost. I don't think God's going to do anything with my life. I don't, you know, know what's happening. It's because I don't know what God said about things. 
So it's so important that I'm spending time in my word. I'm learning how to use my sword. You know, and as I mature as a Christian, that I should have a pretty good firm grasp of my word so that when the enemy tries to trick me, you know, I can come against that with with what truth is. So I just really encourage you to, to, to spend some more time in your word and really begin to recognize some of these, you know, little battles that are going on in our lives that we begin to, to recognize, you know, these emotional, you know, moments, you know, whether it's depression or fear, or anger, you know, lust, you know, what's the Bible say about these things? You know, I'm tempted. What's the Bible say about that? You know, you know, I'm have all these different things that are going on on the inside of me, like really begin to figure out what scriptures are, what scripture is saying about what I'm going through so that I can have victory in these moments so that I can see myself further down the road. You know, most of us, if not all of us in here, are further down the road than we once were. But I know that I'm not where I used to be, but I'm not where I want to be. You know, and I have to keep, pro, you know, professing the word and, and, and pushing forward and, and fighting my battles. You know, even the war is won. I have to continue to, to fight. You would just bow your heads with me. Lord, I just thank you so much. I thank you for all that you're doing. Lord, I thank you for your presence, Lord, that gives us the strength and, and the moment of weakness, Lord, that we can boast in our weakness so that you can be glorified. Lord, I just ask that you would begin to help us to recognize these areas of that are battlefields, Lord, that we're, we're winning or losing, Lord, that we're recognizing, you know, what's really going on, Lord, that we don't just have happenstance or chance or fate going on in our lives, Lord, that there's, you know, we have the ability to, to change our circumstances through prayer, Lord, but yet we still have to be patient and wait and trust in you. So, Lord, I, I pray for your strength. I pray that for your wisdom. I pray for your guidance, Lord, and I pray that there will be a deep inner hunger for your word. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen, amen, amen.